Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I need your help, ladies and gentlemen. I need your help supporting this podcast. I'm not going to ask you to reach inside your wallet and donate your hard-earned cash. I would never do that. But what I will ask you to do is two things. One, share the high button with your friends. Maybe take a screenshot of your favorite episode and post it on your Instagram story and mention us in it. It's little things like that that gets the high button brand out there. It's free, it's simple, and most importantly, it is effective. Uh, Another thing I need you to do is go to our iTunes page, give us a comment and a rating. It's little things like that that can make a podcast go a long way. You get to save your money, keep it in your pocket, and at the same time, you're helping a great cause. Thank you very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Eagle Energy. For those of you who are looking to maybe cut back on high caffeine drinks, high sugary drinks that could take up to 30, sometimes 45 minutes to kick in, Eagle Energy is a plant-based caffeine inhaler, no sugar, no calories. It is plant-based, so when you're talking to your friends about it, you could feel good about yourself knowing that it's plant-based. I use it first thing in the morning when I'm waking up when I want to get a quick start to my day. It allows me to stay focused on the tasks at hand, and most importantly, it allows me to finish my tasks at hand. I would not recommend this product to you if I did not think it worked. Head on over to their website, eagle.energy. Give it a look. They have a great description of all their products, their prices. Also check out their social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. It is a fantastic product. Remember, Eagle Energy is a plant-based caffeine inhaler that can make sure you are waking up earlier, waking up more efficiently, and getting your tasks done. All right, what's up? Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. What's going on? I hope everyone's having a great day. I hope everyone had a great St. Patrick's Day yesterday. I hope you're up and at it, feeling good for Monday. You're ready to tackle work, tackle the world. Probably not. I know I'm not. Uh, We had a great time yesterday at uh, Hatfield Farms. Shout out to Sam for inviting us to the Barn Bash. Had a great time. Uh, Myself and Riley went out there, got some great footage. We'll probably upload that within the next uh, week or so. Uh, I love St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day to me. Don't get me wrong. It's a great. Uh, it's a great. You know, is, is it even a holiday? I think it's just a festivity. It's a great festivity where you get to go out and drink and have a great time with your friends. But what it represents to me is a changing of the seasons. Every single year, uh, you know, spring is in the air during St. Patrick's Day. Every time you walk outside in the morning from St. Patrick's Day on. You know, you, you can taste spring. You can, you can smell it. It's in the air. Lakes are starting to melt. Um, docks are going in the water. Boats are getting prepared to put back into the water for summer activities, for skiing, for tubing, for kneeboarding. Kneeboarding sucks, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's just in the air. So every time St. Patrick's Day is rolling around, same with March Madness. You know, summer summer's around the corner. It's in the air. It's a great time of year. Everybody's getting excited. Um, you know, right after New Year's to me, you know, it's a life, not life, but your wallet, your bank account goes down because you're broke after Christmas and New Year's. And then it's shit weather. And then you don't really do much until, you know, April, May, the sun starts to come out. And then bada boom, bada bing, the next thing you know, it's summer. And right now it's, Mar- it's March, April's around the corner. And then the next thing you know, it's May. And then we're here. But, you know, live life, be happy. Every day's a blessing to be on on this earth um what's been going on everybody happy to have you back uh i already said that oh yeah nhl playoffs there's only ever i think most teams have already played 72 games uh there's only 82 games in the season i could not tell you who's going to win the stanley cup this year it's it's up in the air obviously tampa is a huge favorite uh 
you know, their the record that they have is unbelievable. Uh, in the West, Calgary's up there as well. But there's just too many teams that are too good this year. I think a lot of great. I think a lot of teams did really good things at the deadline. I like that Coyle went to Boston at the deadline. Um, you know, there's, there's just I, I just couldn't tell you. I'm not a gambler myself. I am a gambler. I just suck at it, so I try to avoid it. But if I were a gambler in the NHL playoffs, I would not know what to what to do, where to put my money, or or how to collect. So. Anyways, good luck to all the gamblers out there. Uh, so today's guest, we have Luke Parker. Luke and I have played against each other uh, in the sport of lacrosse for many, many years. We actually played together for one year going over to Prague, uh, representing Nova Scotia for the privateers. He's a great guy. He was a great teammate, and he's a great competitor. I love playing against him. Um, and he's an ambassador for Nova Scotia lacrosse. He's very heavily involved in the community. He is the coach over for the junior Dartmouth Bandits. They've won the, the league three years in a row, I believe. It might be more but I know three for sure which is quite impressive in that junior league we're going to be doing some work with them I used to play in that junior lacrosse league here in Nova Scotia um and I remember last year because I played senior last senior lacrosse here in Nova Scotia and we uh we play with some of the coaches uh that coach in the junior league and they say that you know, it's just ramping up. The fan base is getting huge. The players are getting better. It's getting quicker. And the fact that the NLL is coming to Halifax next year is only it's only good for the sport. Uh, here in Nova Scotia. So I'm happy to hear that the Junior League is doing well. I'm excited to be working with them uh, this year. We're going to be going to some games. We're going to be getting some of the coaches in the league on the podcast to talk about their team. It's very exciting stuff. Um, Halifax as a whole, not even just lacrosse, but just in sports, uh, the population, the economy, everything is growing. Uh, it's just exciting times here in Halifax. So I'm very excited. So uh, this is going to be a great podcast with Luke. I'm excited to talk to him. I always enjoy talking to someone that I compete against. Um, and it's not that often that you get to do that when you're well at least with me whenever I'm competing against someone I try to avoid them and I try to you know just play the game rather than make friendships it's hard for me to compete when I when I make friends with people and when I'm all buddy buddy I just I don't like to do that as much as other people but you know when the season's over and I guess when you're even when you're at the bar like after the game I don't give a fuck like come say hi what's going on but during the game not so much but you know, Luke, uh, Luke's been, like I said, involved in lacrosse for a long time. So have I. So I'm happy that he's going to get to sit down here with me. And this guy's traveled the world for lacrosse. Don't get me wrong. I've been around, but Luke's been uh, to different parts of the world that I have never been um, playing the game of lacrosse. So we're going to talk to him about that. Maybe some of the favorite places that he's traveled to. Maybe some of the least favorite places he's traveled to. It's going to be a great conversation. So hi, Button. My name's Justin. We're interviewing Luke. You know what comes next. Here we go. All right, Luke, we're going here. Thanks for coming to the show, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate the invite. How's life? Not too bad, man. Good? Yeah, can't complain. You got to be closer up to the mic. You got to bring oh, it in sorry. there. Here we go. You even like bring it up because like it's down to your chin, like even up. Like that? Just like right I there. Be able to see okay, put it lower. Every single time we start the podcast, I always got to get it right. There, that's perfect. Right, right there. there. Perfect. Right. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. In the intro, you'll hear it when I put it out, like I was saying, essentially. At least in my mind, when I think of lacrosse way back when I was younger, I remember going to watch junior lacrosse players at spry field rink yeah and just seeing it absolutely packed remember you gogan and then on the northwest side just seeing like brandon newton and all those boys and when i think about lacrosse back in you know the younger days i just think of you guys because you guys were the only ones essentially that brought the crowds out is it does that make sense yeah. and when i see crowds i think okay this sport is relevant 
So when I mentioned you in the intro, I just said that essentially you were one of the first guys that I ever knew to play lacrosse in the province that were like, okay, this guy can actually play the game. So that's why I'm kind of, it's hard for me to give all compliments because I play the game myself and, you know, but I do know you're a great player. So I'm happy to have you here. And there's a lot of people, I think, in the province of Nova Scotia that are getting excited about the sport of lacrosse now because of the pro team coming. Definitely. So that's why I'm happy to have you here to maybe like spread or just talk about the game and where you think it's going here in the sport of Nova Scotia. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I certainly appreciate the kind words. Yeah, man, no worries. Where do I think the sport is going? Hopefully up and up and up and up. Um, I think a big problem that we have around here is, uh, youth, youth leagues feeding, feeding the junior teams. Yeah. So I'm hoping, um, like at a grassroots level, hopefully the NLL team, hopefully a lot of, a lot of kids and parents that wouldn't otherwise, uh, know too much about the game. Hopefully we'll go check out a game and be instantly hooked, which I think they will be. Well, it's a huge thing like what you're doing with your coaching. I know you guys have won three years in a row row with uh, the junior team in Dartmouth. But like you're you're exactly right with the teams below that and the midget and the, what I don't even know what's below it, novice, Timbits. I don't know for the lacrosse league. But I remember, yeah. Very similar to hockey, yeah. I remember being younger, not younger, probably like 15, 20. And at that point, I knew how to somewhat play the game and seeing kids below me practicing in a gym and just doing absolutely not even knowing how to play the game really just passing the ball off the wall and shooting at a net yeah nothing real no systems nothing really like that yeah and like you just said with the pro team coming here hopefully they get involved in the community yeah yeah um i haven't heard too too much but i would have to assume that they they would be doing stuff like that yeah 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 i would hope anyway so how did the game get introduced to uh to you because i know my story but what's what's your story how did it get introduced um when I first started pl- when I started playing lacrosse, it was pretty much non-existent around here. Oddly enough, the senior there was a mar- like a maritime senior league at the time. I was like twelve, so it's a long there time. There was ago, a senior yeah. league back then. Yeah, there were three teams in New Brunswick and three in uh, and three in Nova Scotia. Never knew that. Yeah, there was the f- uh, well the original Sackville Orangutans. There was the Dartmouth Bandits senior team. Um, oh, wow. There was the Sackville Wolves senior team. There was the Fredericton Highlanders, the Fredericton Saints, and the St. John Storm, I believe. This was back when you were 12. Yeah. And you could still name all those teams. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago, yeah. Um, I was playing hockey with a guy. His name is Matt Lindsay. Um, you might know that name. He played junior A hockey. I know the was, name. Yeah, he was a good hockey player in his day. Okay. Um, yeah, he had a couple of sticks, and we just kind of messed around with them. And uh, there was a uh, tri-lacrosse session at the old... Sackville Arena that Steve Brown um, uh, was running at the time, yeah. So we okay. went, yeah, we went and checked that out, and just kind of asked our asked our dads to sign us up, and that was it. So back when you first like put the stick in your hand, did you bring the stick to school? And kids were like, "What's that? What are you doing?" Like, was there other kids that you were friends with that were just like, "What the hell is that thing?" I used to get that all the time. Yeah, I joke. I call it the dark ages of lacrosse in Nova Scotia. I survived them. That's kind of my. That's I always always say that as a joke, but yeah, my. Uh, my father was a plumber and he built me a net and so I used to drag that anywhere I could to go shoot and yeah that was almost a daily thing where somebody would stop me I'd say nine times out of ten if somebody stopped to talk to me they'd say what is that but there was usually like one in ten will say like a you know middle-aged sort of man said oh my god like lacrosse I haven't seen that around here since like the 70s blah 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 so like people would just stop you on the streets or something yeah what is that yeah that's part of the reason why I got hooked honestly it's just it was something different you kind of felt like an ambassador at the time you probably didn't know it but you're like oh people are asking about this like I know you know this is cool yeah I mean I played baseball and hockey um from a young age up until that point and um yeah I just never really felt I guess that spark about the you know the baseball or hockey like i did yeah. with lacrosse i was instantly hooked 
I guess part of the reason why, just like I said, it was different, but I was like, you know, I could kind of catch and throw. I could shoot a little bit. Like my first, first year I scored some goals and stuff like that. So I played defense in hockey my whole life. I couldn't score to save, you know, couldn't score to save my life. So would you say that you liked <laughs> it more than hockey and baseball due to the fact that it came more naturally to you or was it something else that yeah. made you get hooked to it? Yeah. I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. that was a huge reason for me. Yeah. It came really so natural. Yeah. Just being on your feet, obviously, it's a more natural state. But yeah, I think just from hockey and look, or yeah, from hockey and baseball, excuse me, I already had the hand-eye coordination that yeah. was sort of necessary. So yeah, yeah. Do you I ever? So. Do you remember at a younger age maybe convincing someone to try the sport? I know you said uh, Lindsay and yourself were the only two that played, but do you remember bringing any other friends on board and just being like, "Hey, look at this," and they're still playing today? Um, Ryan Fugier. I would say that are still playing today. Because you grew up in the North End, right? Yeah, yeah. Jody Gorman. Um, Jordan, he, I he, about yeah, he started playing shortly there, uh, shortly after I did. My buddy Lee Lee Jarrett, he had a pretty, uh, pretty good run there with lacrosse uh, for a while. Um, but yeah, a lot of the younger North Enders, I think that would be closer to your age, like maybe R.J. Um, Ryan Fugier, Scott Berrigan. Um, who else? Sanchez is one. Yeah, because um, there was a great hub there in the North End. Totally, and it's great gone. hub. Yeah, it's gone now, I, as far as I could tell. But we were all Northwest guys. Like we all grew up playing for Northwest. But like, the, obviously, as you know, the Northwest Junior team is now folded just because they had no, um, yeah, no sort of feeder systems, unfortunately. But they're coming back this year, though. Like the the the, the Rebels, or yeah, they're St. Margaret's Bay Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They moved. I think it's going to be really good for the league. Yeah, I'm happy because from I don't know much about it. From what I hear, uh, St. Margaret's has a pretty good like youth programs and stuff like that. So, well, not even just the team, the league, because I, obviously I played senior last year, and and Marty's on my team, and he was co- or not Marty is on my team, but who was coaching that was on my team? Um, Drew, he was coaching. Who's he coaching? Southwest. Drew? Southwest. Southwest. Drew, yeah. Drew McDonald. I remember every single time he came in the room, he just had nothing but amazing things to say about the league, how like the fan base was growing, yeah. how the pace of the league is so much better from when he played. He just has nothing but great things to say about it. And honestly, I I didn't see any games last year, probably the year before. Yeah. But from what these guys are saying, I'm kind of excited to get back in the rink and just look at the sport again and just see where the youth is, is going to take it because that's the future essentially. Yeah, definitely. What have you noticed as a coach over in Dartmouth from when you played? What have you noticed? Like, what are the differences? Um, the speed of the game, just the overall skill. Um, obviously, like, there's a lot of guys now that are traveling to play, going to play in Ontario, going to play like box lacrosse junior in Ontario, getting there's, recruited out of here. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's guys that are playing prep school, high school in the states. There's a few guys that are playing like pretty big time college uh, in the states. So, yeah, yeah I think. Just given, I don't know, I always thought that we had like, ge- we had geography kind of working against us being from Nova, you know, always being from Nova Scotia, a small community around here. But yeah, um, I guess guys leaving and, and, you know, kind of learning yeah. learning whether it be box lacrosse or field across and then coming back and kind of, yeah. so I think uh, that's a, that's honestly a big part of uh, the growth of the game. But um, just the numbers too, the numbers. Numbers are growing? Absolutely. I would say so. Wow. Yeah. Because I heard over in the summer, I heard something different that it was shrinking. So that's good, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that might be true. Yeah, I think I have a pretty narrow uh, narrow view, I guess. My only involvement is the junior league. So, yeah. I mean, when I played, there was Northwest, Southwest. There was a St. Margaret's team, St. Margaret's Bay team for a year or two, and Bedford. Yeah. Dartmouth. 
but yeah so obviously adding adding a couple teams yeah so maybe yeah so riddle me this why back when you played junior was Spryfield packed and then when i played not so much in the finals like why why was your style of lacrosse cuz even though there's only like a 5 maybe 4 year difference you're like i remember going to those games and being jacked the night before <laughs> to go back and watch that game yeah. and don't get me wrong i was excited to play in the games when i played but i just remember the crowds just being insane at your games why, why do you think they were at your time when you played um cuz i haven't seen crowds like that since yeah the fin- uh the finals the last couple of years uh with us the, we've we've had really good crowds yeah um in the, back in those days i'm not really sure uh my last two years a junior it was us uh halifax northwest and bedford that played yeah. in the finals yeah we had a pretty pretty he- like heated rivalry um that sort of built up uh over a couple of years but i don't know maybe to do with the fact that i mean obviously now it's kind of hard to get to get rinks but even back in those days it was even more difficult i you know i think northwest and southwest uh shared Spryfield. i want to i can't remember Maybe it had to do with that. I'm not really too sure. I never, I never yeah. gave that any thought. But yeah. I, I just remember being younger, going to those games, and just seeing um, what's his name? Who's the coach? Hum. He had Norman Hum. And yeah. I just remember hearing stories about him just being so intense with the players, but in a good way. He was one of those coaches that just like pushed his players, but his players respected him because they made these players better. Yeah. And then I just remember watching the intensity of some of the players going out on the floor. Even Jody Gorman, even though he was one of the better players on the team, just the physical aspect that he brought to the game was so new to me i guess like i think the physicality of hockey and lacrosse is a lot different and just watching even brandon newton just flying through the middle and plowing guys over (laughs) it was just little things like that that i was lucky enough to play with those guys yeah exactly (laughs) i was never on the wrong end of it and i remember being in midget watching that and like you know the skinny kid i'm still kind of skinny but i remember watching that being like listen justin this is going to be a big step up and i remember just thinking that lacrosse was such a special sport to me and hopefully it was going to grow and it has grown from when I played to where it is now, especially getting, like I said, the pro team. I've probably mentioned that like eight times. but It's a big deal. Well, it is a big deal for sure. Um, but I want to talk about your uh, junior team, though. Three years in a row, championship. Yeah. Humble guy you seem like right now, <laughs> but that's a big deal. What's What are the keys to success that you guys have had the past three years? That's incredible, man. Yeah. Be a little cocky here. Talk. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh... I'm going into my fourth year uh, with the Bandits as a head coach. I was a, the assistant coach behind uh, Mitch Hannigan uh, okay. for three years prior to that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we kind of we had some hard luck in the first uh, first handful of years. Uh, How so? Just we we would do really well in the regular season and just early exits in the playoffs for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the last three years we've had a lot of success. A lot of success. Excuse me. Um, what would I attribute that to? It's pretty complicated in my opinion, but I would say that the biggest thing is the Dartmouth organization being very, very strong. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. So how does that contribute to the players? How does that contribute to success on the floor? Um, I would each of the last, just speaking with, um, from my head coach experience, um, each of the last three years in camp, I'm getting guys from midget that are junior ready and not only just junior ready, but like, you know really? impact players for sure yeah definitely yeah um brett and penny brett draper chris millette dakota morrissey um we had, a, we had heinem on the show yeah, yeah. i know that yeah, Tyler, yeah yeah another yeah. one yeah yeah looking forward he's having a great year at uh 
Randy, yeah. I'm I think looking. they're 26. The past 26 games they've won in a row, I think it is. Yeah. They're yeah. like a favorite to win the league this year. It's like, yeah, they broke a CHL record, I think. Is that right? I think so. I could be. Eh, maybe. I think you're right, though. Yeah. Is he coming back and playing with you guys again yeah. this year? Like, that's exciting. Yeah, that's a great stuff. Yeah. You just, know what I mean? Just talking about him. Um, so you take a guy who's playing big time, you know, top notch, the playing in the best junior hockey league in the world, arguably, you know. So yeah. that's a guy who knows what it takes to. Yeah kind of compete so that's you know we're lucky to have people like him how are you able to determine whether a guy from midget is ready to play at the junior level right away rather than you know maybe cutting down on his floor time and you have to almost make sure that he gets comfortable with the junior level because there's definitely some players that aren't as comfortable as maybe you and i were when you jump right into the junior league how are you able to like assess that yeah that's a good point um i think with some guys like it's pretty obvious that they're ready yeah um other guys I don't know. I just maybe just my experience with the game, I guess, my experience yeah. with the league. Yeah. You know, I'm able to see things like that, I guess. But yeah. uh we take we take a 25 a 25 man roster. Um the last 2 years we've had 23 players and two goalies. So, okay. I mean, we take a pretty heavy roster. So, um yeah, floor time is honestly, I would say kind of getting that 20 the 25 guys in order. Yeah is maybe the easier of the two tasks, but like game by game, trying to put those eight, you know, put the right 18 guys out okay. on the, on the floor, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's probably, honestly, that's probably harder than, uh, than picking. Yeah. But, yeah. Right on. Well, there's different types of coaching styles. There's different types that I like and different, you know, that other kids like, what kind of coaching style would you say you have? Um, I kind of, I guess throughout all this, I've sort of taken the most pride in, the coaching style that I'm not, I guess, oddly enough, which is like, uh, just growing up, I never ever sort of responded to that, like really hard nosed kind of like drill sergeant coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I can get stern when I need to be, but oftentimes, I don't know. I, I think I have a way of maybe sort of talking people into sort of yeah. maybe respecting my, my opinions and views and stuff yeah. like that when it comes to, when it comes to my coaching. But, um, yeah, honestly, I, I guess a big part of the re, a big part of why I got involved with coaching was just to be around the rink and be around the guys and be part of a team, yeah, and stuff like that. And I just kind of look at it; as, we're all into all in it together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it would speak too, too, too highly of me if I, you know. Yeah, like you're yelling at the kids, yelling and screaming, and yeah. you know, like I said, there's a time and a place, I guess. But yeah, yeah, just kind of just be real i guess and that's fair call it how i see it yeah well that's all you can really do at the end of the day but at the end of the day also well that's an interesting perspective from your point is who who was your influence of lacrosse growing up because here in nova scotia there wasn't too many you know adults i guess you could say back then playing lacrosse so the fact that you've learned the game but when you were younger you know where where did where did you learn i don't even know if youtube was around back then like where did you learn to play the game <laughs> that's where i learned to do everything is youtube so yeah where did you learn I started playing lacrosse before the internet was even a thing. So, <laughs> so how? That's my question. You know what I mean? You read like books. Like, how do you do it? Fourteen or fifteen, I think, when we first got the internet at my house. I started playing <laughs> when I was twelve. So yeah, it was kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, my big lacrosse influences probably um, Sean Harrison, Brad Fawson, Craig Fawson. Um, Wayne Fink ever teach you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Fink, Norman Hum. Yeah. Um, Jeez, who else? Um, I looked up, yeah, just like a lot of the, not too many, 
probably not too many names that you'd recognize, but like I mentioned before, the early like Maritime Senior League. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those got uh, Jamie Monroe, um, Darren Damone, Ernie Terrio. Ernie yeah, Terrio. Yeah, you know, Sackville Wolves guys. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, that was the only. Yeah. No, that was, yeah. That's pretty much it around here. Yeah. And then from that kind of blossomed a great, a great lacrosse career, in my opinion, due to the fact that you kind of traveled the world. I know that we've been to Prague together, but I was going through your social media outlets and you've been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So kind of say some of like, I guess some of the cooler places that you've been to and traveled the world with the game of lacrosse. Yeah. Um, geez. Uh, my favorite. I've been, I played in the Bermuda field lacrosse tournament like three or four times. Bermuda. Bermuda. Yeah. It's awesome. That must be so hot. <laughs> it is. It's uh, the Labor Day, uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. First, the long weekend in September. Do people in Bermuda play lacrosse? Yeah. I never would have thought that. Yeah. They have a national team and everything. Yeah. It's like a mostly Canadian and American like expats. Well, that Ernie Terrio guy that I just yeah. mentioned that played for the Cypher Wolves, he was one of the like four or five guys that started lacrosse in Bermuda. No way. Yeah. Are they on, are they on like a Canadian or American level of lacrosse Bermuda? I wouldn't say so. No. no, it's a small island, and the lacrosse community is really small. But so when you go there, are they asking you questions on how to play the game? I wouldn't say so. No. You're not I teaching mean, them, no. No, it's no, not like that. No, definitely not. No. Uh, like I said, like the Bermuda national team, they're made up of Canadian and American. Oh, like okay, a lot of okay, American, okay. like college guys who played in American colleges and stuff like that, go there for work or or, or whatever. A lot, okay. A lot, so yeah, um, their coach is uh, his name is Patrick. Uh, what's his last name? Scar. They call him Scar. Scarpello. Really nice guy. His nickname Scar. Yeah. What? Does he actually have a scar? I don't think so. No. Oh, that'd be badass Scarpello, if he did. I think is oh. his last name. I should know that. He's a really nice guy. If he's watching this, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, no, he coached at a D2 or D3 school in the states, so he knows he knows the game for sure, and it, it shows and how they yeah, and how they uh, kind of carry themselves and how they play. But good group of guys. Um, I've been to the Czech tournament probably this would be my 10th year i remember going there i remember going there four years ago three years ago and as yeah. soon as we walked there probably five six kids walked up to you and got your autograph i was like parker yeah. big man on campus that was crazy though that's a great tournament yeah i could talk about that or if you want to talk about it but someone has to talk about it i'll yeah. let you go you've been there longer yeah it's, talk about it, it just goes to show you the people over there they really really they know how much how much it takes to get over there and stuff like that and they love us and they appreciate us yeah so that's yeah it's cool to makes you feel like a <laughs> makes you feel like a star for a week you know you but, feel like i like i said the first time i've ever been there the moment i stepped on not even the floor just onto the facility i felt like a sense of family almost like a hmm. sense of uh you know i'm almost like i'm back home in canada weirdly enough i didn't feel like i was in a different country i just felt like if lacrosse was a country i felt like i was in lacrosse you yeah. know what i mean like as soon as you you got there guys shaking your hand from czech republic hey how are you where are you from oh you're with rod perfect okay your room's right here yeah. just no uh, no hostility no nothing it was it was such a, a cool experience on cuz when you, you know, let's be honest when you travel to different parts of the world you know there you got to get used to the people you got to get used to the food you got to get used to things mm. but as soon as you step onto the floor to the facility it felt like family it was the coolest experience coolest feeling yeah to feel that 10 years in a row that's, that's yeah sick. it is it's yep um you must have made so many friends yeah you my know? the best lacrosse i think i've ever played personally was over there um my best lacrosse memories come from that tournament um yeah like you said just the the sort of well the welcoming sort of uh feeling that you that you get from there um yeah the, the friends that you make that you see once a year but it's like no time has passed yeah. you know what i mean it's awesome yeah yeah um 
Yeah, we used to we used to be called the Adenac Warriors. Our first year was uh, 2008. We went 2008 and 2009 as the Adenac Warriors. Then we changed to the Nova Scotia Privateers. But even in the span of time that I've been going to the tournament, the, it's gotten so much bigger, so much better. Really? Like way more. Oh, yeah. Like It's grown. Definitely. And the skill... Um, the skill has gone up to, like to say tenfold would be probably an understatement. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's something to see for sure. That must be cool seeing it from like when you, when you say 2008, you went yep. first time to yep. now and yep. just seeing that progress. That's yep. sick. That's a cool, that's a cool thing to say you've done. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm very, very fortunate. Yeah. Where else have you gone? Uh, I played... I just recently got back from New Orleans. I played in a field lacrosse tournament down there. Um, Talk about that. Like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, the Mardi Gras tournament. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I Did played. you go to actually Mardi Gras? Uh, no, it was the start of their parade season, though. Um, and apparently it just gets like progressively crazier and crazier leading up to Mardi Gras. So <laughs> I'd almost be scared to see what Mardi Gras looks like from what I saw down there. But, <laughs> yeah, the tournament was good. Um, I played for a team called Tony's Tavern. They're okay. from uh, all Texas guys. Okay. But I messaged uh connor wilson i don't know if you remember him but he's been to prague a bunch of times he's the lax all-stars guy okay he played for the privateers actually one year but he's a good friend of a bunch of all of us he's a really really good guy i know the name once again i don't know the face but i know the name yeah okay so i just messaged him and i knew that he went like a bunch of years actually i learned that his brother um plays for the new orleans team i think or helps organize he has something to do with the tournament down there but okay. yeah so he hooked me up with these tony's tavern guys and yeah my girlfriend and i went down and uh yeah, there was a women's tournament, there was a masters tournament, and there was like an elite like division they called it, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I don't get the chance to play much like competitive sort of field lacrosse uh, yeah. these days. So yeah, that was uh, it was fun. It was really good. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, have you ever been to New York and played lacrosse? Yeah, yeah, I played in uh, I played at a, a junior college down there for a couple of years in uh, Nassau County, New York, Long Island. Okay, what was that like? It was good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, when was that? Two thousand four, five, and six. Okay. Whoa. Okay. So a long time ago now. Yeah. <laughs> but since then, I played in the uh, Salt Shakers uh, Invitational Tournament. It's like on Randall's Island. Okay. Cool. Um, I played in that in two thousand fifteen. Played for like the Throne Team. Remember? Yeah. The, yeah. 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 Throne, yeah. Throne of String. Oh yeah. yeah, you're really good friends with. Um, I forget his name, but he was on the the guy that runs Throne. What's his name? Uh, Joe. Joe, you're good friends with him, yeah. aren't you? Mm -hmm. You, I've seen you on a couple of his vlogs down there. Mm. Talk. Do you know when did that? How did that slump company start? Do you know anything about that company? When did they start? I'm not really too sure. Um, but yeah, Joe, he played for the Privateers for a couple of years. Yeah, he was a great guy. I remember meeting yeah. him there. But he's he does some really really cool things with social media and his his YouTube uh, channel and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You guys have traveled around together. Like I've seen you on his vlogs, like going to in his Jeep. You guys went somewhere. Well, that would have been that New York uh, oh, field tournament. Yeah, is that Jay, where it was? Uh, Jay Touchmarsh and I went down there. Yeah, yeah, Jay was there as well. Yeah. yeah, we stayed at his house and he showed us a really good time when we were down there. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I'd love to play lacrosse down in the states somewhere, even if it was for like a weekend, something like that. Yeah, that would be a cool experience. Man, there's so many, so many good tournaments down there in New York. All just over in the, the states. states. Yeah. Yeah, the that Tony's Tavern team, um, they're going to the Vale. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that's a big one. Vale, Colorado. I have heard of that. It's the July Fourth weekend, I think. But yeah, are you going? Yeah, sick. Yeah, so that'll be fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. When do you guys go to Prague? Uh, Soon, end of April. You guys are like practicing a lot weeks. right now. Yeah, we have been for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's how's the team looking right now? Good. Rod said it looks good. I was talking to him at the the conference for the pro team there coming here. He right. said that you guys look good. Yeah. A couple new faces, but yeah. Yeah. Hoping to. Well, last year you guys were one 
Like you made it to the finals. Yeah. So you're one win away from winning it. First time ever. Yeah, we'd uh, we played in the semifinals. I think. Oh, let me think. We played in the semifinals in 2008. We played in the semis in 2000. Oh boy, maybe 12 and 13. Okay. I think we came third twice and fourth once. So yeah, I think we played in the semifinals three times, but that was our first semifinal win. And obviously our first uh, first time in the finals, yeah. But How exciting was that? Man, that was uh and it's like it's such a quick you don't even it's such a quick turnaround, you know, once you get to like act, like after the first day, after the round robin is over, it's like bang, you play once a day, twice a day kind of thing until the very end, right? So you almost we almost didn't even really have time to to think about it too much and we we're But you kinda like that, don't you? Like do, do you like yeah. you know, if you'd rather just jump right into it and keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, we played Tel Aviv, uh, in the finals and it was, uh, on Czech national TV. The place was packed. How was the weather? It was, it was good. I hate that floor when it's wet. Yeah. But it was good weather. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely the most, I like to think I, you know, I can keep it reeled in when, <laughs> when I need to, but that was like, try not to look around too much. Cause it was crazy. How many people do you think were there? I've tried to guess before. I don't know. It had to have been a few thousand. Standing room. Like oh, that's people awesome. watching from their houses. It was crazy. That's that's, a, that's like I've never I've never even heard of any sort of atmosphere like that as far as lacrosse is concerned anywhere in the world. Just the sort of yeah. you're in the middle of a you've seen it obviously yeah. you're in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. I don't I've, I don't think I've ever seen any windows get broken or anything like that. Surprisingly enough, I can't believe it. But yeah, it's very well netted and like caged in, mm. and it's sick right behind. The rink, there's a just a big building, and people are allowed up on top of the yeah. building, and people stand up there and watch the games. And there's a restaurant right in the in the building as well, and a bar right to the right, a grill right to the left, or whatever. Yeah. It is one of the more cooler, but also weird places to put a rink because you are right; it's right in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. But if you think about it, that makes it easy for the neighborhood to get access to the rink. They just walk over. Yeah. That's, That's why sick. it's a lacrosse town. Yeah. For sure, their kid, they have women's teams, like everything kids right from toddlers up yeah yeah Yeah, it's pretty i I, like i never ever would have thought that you could go you know it's too bad that guys from nova scotia have to go all the way to the czech republic to experience something like that i look at that and i'm like man why couldn't we do that you know we could though couldn't we i think uh, i don't know i think we could like we have what's that rink down there by saint mary's it's cement but that's very similar just no stands it's it's kind of in a community yeah that could work. Yeah, it just takes a ton of organizing, and no one probably wants to do that. But yeah. it, it is an experience. Anyone that's listening, that's from you know Nova Scotia and Lacrosse area, try to get over there. Try to try to make the team and try to go because it's uh, you just feel like an all star. Even though you just they make you feel so welcome. It's just an amazing experience. There's a big screen, so like if you get a goal, they'll replay it on the big <laughs> screen, so you can watch yourself do it all over again. And all the games are on YouTube as well, so that's sick. So even when you go back home, you can show your friends. Yeah, I remember just being like, I, I don't think I've ever watched myself play lacrosse until I went to that tournament. Yeah. Oh, that's. You know what I mean? I've done that years and years and years. The first thing I do is come home and watch all the games. Yeah. Say like I don't even unpack my bags and I can't get to the can't get to the computer fast enough. You know. Yeah, but that's another thing that would help. Like watching yourself play, that's a huge help. Sure. Are you guys live streaming the games in junior yet? Uh, what was it? I can't remember if it was Bell or what the deal was, but there was not last year. I think the year before. Eastlink. They maybe it was Eastlink. Yeah, I can't remember. 
they do yeah, like local. Could, yeah, you can find uh, you can find some stuff on YouTube. Yeah, um, uh, what's Buddy's name? more sports or something like that oh john moore john moore there yeah. he does a lot of hockey stuff yeah, yeah. he uh he's kind of given our, our league a little bit of a okay yeah some um some highlight some, reels and stuff like that and stuff like that yeah some interviews and stuff yeah um there's another one maritime athletic profiles okay yeah, I've known them, they yeah. came out a, a few times so yeah cool yeah i just remember seeing myself for the first time and being like that's what i cradle like that's what i run like that's what i <laughs> it's but weird do you, do you agree though i totally I'm going to watch this and be like, oh my God, do I really sound like that? Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? It, it is. It's weird. But it's, it helps. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. What, It helped in hockey, like watching myself, like, okay, that's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. and especially as a coach, like, you know, in the NHL now, like how they have like iPads on the bench. So if they make a mistake, they can just go right to their bench, look at the iPad and be like, that's where I messed up. Yeah. Imagine seeing that for lacrosse. Like, I know it would be tough to do in the junior league. It's probably expensive to get every team an iPad, but just being able to see yourself play the game, you could become such... Such a better player. At least I would have been. At least back in the day, if I could see myself. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, every every college team does film. You know, do film they? room high school. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I guess they have the budget for it. Sure. Yeah. Maybe we, someday. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah. Where are some of the coolest lacrosse facilities you've ever been to, other than Prague? Because Prague's pretty. It probably is up there. But like, you know, some of the cooler lacrosse facilities. Um. Coolest lacrosse facility. I played at some nice. I played um, against some pretty like big schools uh, when I played college in the states. But I'm trying to think, Sacred Heart University. They're like they're a Division One. We played their like JV team, B okay. team. Yeah, I remember being really impressed with that school. What was so cool about it? Just huge. It was just like what you picture in a movie. You know, like in a, you know what I mean, like in like a cathedral or something like that. Yeah, just a gigantic university. Sick. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um. When I, I stayed in the Czech Republic for a month um, in 2012 and played for uh, and played for Raditon. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And for a couple weekends, I went with some of the Czech guys to uh, Berlin. They played um, for this Berlin team in like the German National Field League. They're called BHC. Yeah. And they had a really really good. It was just like a sports club, I guess. Okay. Not really something that I've ever seen in Canada. It was just like a didn't have anything to do with any school or anything like that. I don't think it was just like tennis field hockey um lacrosse what else just a gigantic like sports facility kind of thing that was pretty cool yeah at a bar restaurant yeah oh uh, yeah film room yeah yeah all that kind of stuff that was pretty cool and it was cool to see it in germany too yeah like i knew i didn't know much about um like this you know Ger the german like league or anything like that yeah. but it was pretty good i was i remember being uh, impressed with their facilities um what else let me ask you this. Have you ever played in a in a rink or like a field that was just absolutely terrible? Maybe just mud up to your calves, just yeah. a plate. Like give me an give me a give me a story of just like one of the worst worst games you've ever played in. Um my team in college, we played against uh Lee's McRae. They're a, D, a Division 2 team in um, North Carolina, like in the mountains. And their field was it we played it was like my first we played Mars Hill and then Lee's McRae. It was my first two games in call in college. Yeah. And, um, it was like late February. It was in North Carolina. So I'm thinking it's down South, like, yeah. you know, it'll be warm, but it was like in the mountains and it was freezing. Did yeah. you bring any long gear, like warm gear to play? Yeah, we had all that stuff, but yeah. like, it's still, you couldn't, you know, <laughs> couldn't escape it, but we were playing Lee's McRae. Mars Hill, I believe had turf, but Lee's McRae had grass and it was like raining and muddy. And I remember one time that we, the ball just disappeared. There was like a pile up for a loose ball and the refs had to blow it down just because the ball disappeared and like mud. And <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting. 
Um, <laughs> New Orleans, the fields down there were pretty tough. Probably swampy. Um, it didn't rain too much. It was like kind of overcast and it was good. It got out of the winter anyway. It wasn't super warm down there, but like, yeah, yeah the fields were like, some areas were like sand, some mud, some grass. They were, they were terrible. <laughs> well, that's like New Orleans in general. Apparently, like it doesn't, if even if it doesn't rain, everything's just wet all the time. Yeah. Just from the, the, the swamps. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. When you just got down there, was it wet when you were there already? You said you just got back from there? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Not overly, I don't think. No? No. I don't know. No, it was my first time there, though. It was a wicked city. Was it? It was awesome, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You ever been to Boston? Yeah. I just got back from there. I was on the Harvard campus and really? the Boston Cannons yeah. practice facility was. I don't know if it was a practice facility, but they were practicing there. Like They had a bunch of gear outside. I don't know if the whole team was there, but there's just a couple guys throwing in there because the NLL season's going on right now. But anyways, it was just cool, Like the amount of equipment they got, the training staff that was there. It yeah. was just top of the line something i've never experienced before in my life yeah, i didn't mll team yeah. yeah the mll yes sorry mll yeah. but the nll is going on right now so yeah. that's why the but nonetheless just seeing the facility seeing uh all the sticks all the shoes lined up i think that's what it was it was like a fitting or something like that maybe a photo shoot or something very likely yeah and uh and you know i've just never been experienced or i've never been uh exposed to anything like that especially in lacrosse and it was just incredible some of these pros how they were being being treated yeah it's just incredible unbelievable that's half the fun really it is you're lucky enough uh lucky enough to get on get on a team that you get treated like that yeah 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 absolutely what are some of the better uh lacrosse organizations in the nll do you know like i know toronto rock might be one yeah i can't really say can't Um, say Hopefully Halifax. I don't know. Hopefully, are you gonna try out? <laughs> They're having open tryouts apparently. Really? I think I didn't so. Hear about that? No. Might uh, as well. <laughs> yeah. Get a, get, a, get a jersey out of it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I'll do it for the jersey. For sure. That'd be sick. Yeah. I'm excited to go to the games. You're gonna go, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Checking out some uh, season tickets and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, they're affordable. What do you think? Um, how do you think people in Halifax are going to uh, react to the sport of lacrosse at, at a professional level? Because there are, you got to admit, there's going to be some people that are going to go and be like, you know, my friend plays lacrosse, and, you know, it's physical, so I'm going to go. But how do you think? Do you think people are actually going to enjoy it when they go, or do you think there's going to be a little rough patch? Or what's your I, thought process on it? Um, I hope not. I've, uh, honestly, I thought if Halifax was going to get an NLL team, I thought it would have been right after right after the World Championships were here. Yeah. Um, I remember the Canada Iroquois gold medal game was pretty well attended. I can't remember what the numbers were, but I think maybe in the high thousands, seventy thousand maybe. Lower bowl was pretty. Yes, yeah, so what would that be? Five, five, six, seven. Yeah, no, so seven's the whole thing, I think, or maybe ten is. I'd say it would be like five or six. Yeah, around there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I, just, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It's gonna be good for the city, though. I think just obviously. We've never had a true like pro team. Yeah. This is the city's chance to see what real lacrosse looks like. Yeah, what real lacrosse looks like, and what the best in the world at a given sport looks like, and live. Well, well that's the thing. It's like the, it's the best in the world. Yeah, it's downtown Halifax. It's a physical game. There's going to be alcohol. We have a young community in downtown Halifax. Yeah. a lot of people like you probably have a lot of friends that you know don't play lacrosse, but they're still interested in the game. Yeah, hundred percent. And if they're interested in, maybe they're not interested in seeing us play, but they will definitely, I think, be interested in seeing the <laughs> best awesome. of the best play. Let's hope. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least that's my mindset. I play the game, and I'm excited to see the best of the best. You definitely. know, definitely. There's uh, a, there's an element that's going to be great. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't heard too much about the team. I'm not really sure what 
what kind of fan base they're going to need to sort of make money and stay stay in town. I'm not really sure, but I'd have yeah. to think that. I mean, the Rochester Knight. Uh, like, it's a weird situation too, where Rochester is moving, but they're staying. Yeah, but they're getting a uh, another team, a franchise, uh, like a uh, an expansion franchise. Excuse me, that are staying and just keeping the name. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, when the guys came over and talked about that, I was a little confused by that as well. Same. But somebody explained it to me sort of when the news like first sort of broke and I was like, that doesn't sound right. But I'm assuming that, you know, a lot of thought and a lot of money is going into this. So it's nobody wants it to fail, you know, so. No. But. uh, And if there is one thing I think that Halifax is good at, it's supporting local. Sure. You know, it doesn't even have to be lacrosse or hockey. It could be a restaurant. You know, if someone sees a local coffee shop open up next to a Starbucks. I'd say eight people out of ten are probably going to go to the local coffee shop just to support it. Maybe. So, you know what I mean? So, with the local lacrosse community, I think, you know, there's how many people do you think in the HRM are just truly big lacrosse fans? I couldn't even put a number on it. Could you? <sighs> Tens of that 10,000? Mm, Less? Seven? I'd hate to say. I'd hate to guess. I'm not really sure. That's so, you got to think You got to think of that number, and then you got to think of friends and just the common interested person that's, you know, interested, excuse me, in lacrosse. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, the lacrosse community is already sold. Like they're already gonna go. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I speak I, like I'm it's just about finding the new fans. Sure. Yeah, and how do you do that? I I don't know, but I'm like I'm obviously pretty biased being a lacrosse person. But in my I've said it for a long time. In my opinion, it's the best spectator sport. Just from, you know, somebody who's not a lacrosse person can go in, and you know what's going on. There's not the rules are very obviously Halifax being a hockey town. There's a lot of rules that are similar to hockey. Um, there's like, I don't know if you've ever been to an NLL game, but yeah. there's music playing. It's like a big party. There's, you know, it's like a basketball game, but with no whistles. Totally. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, it's got everything that anybody wants to see. Lots of goals. It's fast. There's hits. There's the odd fight. Like, yeah. exactly the points. Yeah. I just made like the, it's a physical, it's a physical, excuse me, game. And people love physicality around here. Sure. They love to drink and they love quickness. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's why I think it's a triple threat and it's going to do well. Yeah, I hope so. Like the tur- did you go to the did you go to the opening party? The, I didn't. Uh, no, no. T- huge turnout. Apparently, they're gonna they're building like a bunch of new bars and stuff. Like I always call, I don't call it the Scotia Bank Center. I call it the Metro Center. <laughs> Same. Good for you, Metro <laughs> yeah. Center, of course. Anyway, yeah, I just scoffing. <laughs> I'm like, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, apparently they're building some new bars and stuff like that. So they're gearing up for you know hopefully the long run. That's it. The players were pumped about it. Like the three guys that came over, Kyle and those guys. They didn't want to leave. Like I'm sure they're happy where they're playing in Rochester. But when they came here and just saw the fans that were welcoming them, yeah. they were pumped. So yeah, and you got to remember these guys are young. They're like younger 20s. So yeah. moving to another city, playing here. I gotta I'd, think. Yeah, I gotta think if I was like fresh out of college, early 20s, and hey, you're gonna play a pro sport in Halifax, I'd be like, sweet, right downtown, like yes. right on the white like, college city, college city. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a lot of lot of draws for sure. It'd be. A, yeah good for them <laughs> they, they were pumped like they as soon as they got here they're like all right so what's there really to do because when they got here they they went to like q104 and global and you know you got to act a little bit more professional and then they right. came here they're yeah. like all right so what's what's there to really do around what's here really going what's on? going on here <laughs> and then i was telling them and and they were pretty pumped about it yeah. so it should be good man in my experience yeah the world over and whatever age the cross players are still the cross players so yeah just people they're gonna want to want to get into some yeah. fun and stuff like that yeah it'll be cool it'll be good yeah um all right so what's new with you i know that the uh the preseason tournament is coming up april 28th i think in churro the spring jam yeah the spring jam yeah, yeah. so when do tryouts and everything start uh, for you is it around that time or is your team going to be picked by the time the tournament starts how does how does that all work for you 
No, typically we usually have some floor times leading up to it, and we cool. use the spring jam like as part of our uh, tryouts, as part of our process. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. So H- yeah. have you guys ever done this tournament before? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this will be is this the third or fourth in a row? Maybe. I don't know. Something is it, like that. Is it yeah. at the neutral rink? I'm not even sure. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, where was it hosted last year? Uh, I'm usually in Prague, like when that happens. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So like, I've got to try to try to fly figure, out. Yeah. So you like in the last couple of years, I'll we'd have five to six sort of tryouts. I usually try to maybe have the team picked after like three. And then the teams together, I go, well, KJ was coaching with, uh, with okay. me there for a few years. So yeah. he and I would go yeah, and kind of thing and just <laughs> hope everything, hope everything stays in order while we're gone. Yeah. But usually we would come home and yeah, I can't remember what the first, the season usually opens up in the first week of May. So it all happens like super it, leading up to it. It's lacrosse season. You're like, Oh, it's a week away. And then, you know, it's Prague. Well, it's tryout for me. Tryouts, Prague come home junior season starts a month in senior starts like it's just it's fun though oh yeah totally yeah. like it's like oh you're a little overwhelmed but at the same time you're like yeah and especially you're like summer's here yeah you know what i mean yeah like right after saint patty's day it's like summer's here lacrosse season's here yeah it's time to go the hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> i could finally start getting some vitamin d again <laughs> everyone's yeah. white as hell out here eh? oh, depressed <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's sick mm-hmm um let's talk about going back to uh well, i guess we already did talk about going back to Prague. so after i guess when the season starts here uh for the junior league what are some things like you're looking forward to about the league are you guys going to be as strong as you guys have been the past three years or do you guys have some weak links maybe you lost some good players going away what's the what are you thinking about the team this year i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah um, i'm not really worried about it too much uh we've been left with question marks i guess in, in years past and yeah. it's worked out just fine. So I'm expecting something similar this year. Mm. Um, losing Brett and Penny is going to be a big one. Um, losing Brett McKinnon, our, our goalie, um, one of our goalies, excuse me. That'll be, uh, that'll be big shoes to fill. Um, there's some, we're not really sure okay, what a couple guys might be going away. Might not be yeah. kind of thing like that. So yeah. yeah, there's definitely some stuff to figure out, but, as far as our core group and stuff like that, we'll be we'll be fine. Cool. We, dra- we drafted pretty well. We're excited about a couple guys that we've got coming up. So yeah, how does the draft work in the junior league? Um, it's a little different now. There's uh, well, we had the com- uh, combine again this year, like a midget combine. Which That's was, cool. Which, yeah, it was really it was, it was at the Gray Arena. What kind um, of drills do you put them through? I didn't have anything to do with it. I oh. just, yeah, went and watched, and uh, they had them broken up into like a red, yellow, white, and blue. I think. What do you mean, like sec- just sections? Yeah, they all uh, teams. I guess. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So no, that was re- it was uh, KJ and who else put that on? I can't think. But yeah, they did a really good job. So that's I'm, obviously good for the league, good for the good for the coaches, good for all the teams involved. But um, so the draft, they're working towards an open draft. What does that mean? Um, you have to. Well, this year it was different because. Typically, you like your organization, your guys in your organization, you just kind of, you know, kept. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to get away from that, and so this year we had to, um, for every, how did how do I explain it? For every, you could, basically for every, organ every kid from your organization over three, I think you could save three, but after that, you would uh, forfeit a draft pick. Okay. For every, I believe that's how it worked. Okay. It's very confusing. Anyhow, <laughs> so but over 
over the next couple of years are working towards an open draft. Okay. So, which uh, is not really good for, I guess, the Dartmouth Bandits, given that, like, like I said earlier, our, our organization's typically pretty strong. Yeah. So. Well, that's a good it's thing. Good, it's yeah. good for parity in the league, and it's it's good overall. Okay. So I don't totally hate it. I was gonna say, <laughs> like, yeah, if it's an open draft and you're able to see. Yeah. I like it. It's interesting a combine at that young of an age. But I guess if if you do want to, I guess I'm trying to think of the NHL. I guess the kids are that young too, like 17, 18 years old when they're going into the NHL or when they're getting drafted. Yeah. Are they doing like bench press and things like that at the combine? Do you know? There was some fitness stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was. I wouldn't know the first thing of how you know how to <laughs> how to organize something like that or, or what's really appropriate. Or, but you went to watch, right? Yeah. But yeah, there definitely was some fitness stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was freezing in there too. I felt bad for these kids, but yeah. So I couldn't imagine doing a combine in midget. Like if I was like if I was fifteen, yeah, they're young. Yeah, they're kids. Yeah. Like fifteen years old. If someone told me, all right, Justin, you got to go do a combine to go play junior lacrosse. I'd, Everybody's watching. Everyone's watching. I'd just be like, what? I don't, I, I don't think I did a push up till I was seventeen. <laughs> you know what? I, mean? I couldn't yeah. physical fitness. Only thing I did was just play the game, and that was good enough. Yeah, and I think honest, I think that's something that's kind of, I mean, me too, really. You just chuck but it against the wall, the ball. Go play wall ball, maybe go for the odd run. But now kids are like, and again, just me growing up, there was a lot of kids that played lacrosse, but maybe not that many lacrosse players. But now mm-hmm. that's you know, kids are going to the gym, kids are playing wall ball, kids are, you know, the the days where you put the biggest kid in in nets are gone. The, the days where it's like, you know, oh, a bunch of my hockey buddies want to come play lacrosse, all oh, just stick them on D, mm. you know what I mean? So, like, it's just show, go, goes to show the growth of the game around here. That's cool, man. That's exciting. Yeah. From, so. the, from the times where most of the guys on the team would just be working a landscaping job from 9 to 5 and then go to the rink for 7 and play the game and still just have all the energy <laughs> in the world to now doing combines, working out, getting better towards the game. That's three or that's a 180 for me that's that's awesome i Same. love hearing that yeah totally. that's wicked yeah all right man well we're coming up on an hour here so the Already? last the last the last <laughs> minute if whatever you want to say to like your friends or the team or whatever you want to say it's all you anything support the nll team support the east coast junior lacrosse league go buy a stick if you don't have one go watch a game get involved well said. All right, Luke. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. I Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks, man. No worries. Anytime uh, you guys are on social media, make sure to go to the High Button Networks. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. We're out, guys. Peace. There's blood